Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin, and I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. My name is Stephanie Arlena. I am a transformational life coach, and I'm in San Diego, California. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, we just want to let you know, we often mention Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks on the podcast. If you're not familiar with those names, Esther is a speaker and author who channels Abraham. Abraham is described as a group of entities from beyond our physical world who share their wisdom by speaking through Esther at workshops and speaking opportunities around the world. You can find more about them online by searching on YouTube or whatever search engine you use. Um, you can also go to the website abraham-hicks.com for more information. Each week we start our discussion from a different jumping off point. And uh, speaking of Abraham, uh, Stephanie, you sent me um, a recording on YouTube of uh, an Abraham Hicks workshop. And I think you wanted me to listen to it for, for something uh, else. But what I heard that was super important, and it was almost like a throwaway in the beginning, um, I hope she figures out that that was an important thing and talks about it more later. Um, Cause I think it's so huge. She made this comment in the very beginning that every person has their own pie P I E meaning. Um, I think so often we think that we are competing for resources with every other person on the planet. And if somebody gets a job doing something we want to do well they took our spot you know like there's there's only there's a pie that's there's one pie for everyone and there's not enough to go around basically and so if somebody gets that job that you really like they got your piece of the pie and there's not enough there's not no other piece of pie for you and i think people think about money this way you know like oh well there's this big pile of money in the world and it's limited and you know Lots of people have big pieces of pie, so I can only have a small piece or I can't have any piece at all. And I think when she said that, like everybody has their own pie, I was like, that's such a great metaphor because it gets you out of that whole thing about like, there's this one, you know, gigantic pie for everybody that's limited and running out. And instead we have our own pie and it's got everything we want in it. It's got plenty for us. We don't have to worry about other people's pies because everybody has their own pie. And that's the vortex. That's the vortex. Like everything we want, each of us has a vortex. There's like, I think, I don't know if Abraham ever says this, but I think like there is the vortex. And then there's like my version of the vortex that has everything I've ever thought I've wanted in there. And I love the way the universe um, and law of attraction pulls it all together. So I've had these experiences where not only did I get one thing I wanted, I've gotten like three or four things I've wanted in one experience. And that always blows my mind. Um, But you, and I heard it differently is that there is a vibrational pie. And I, I, when I was listening to it this morning, I thought, oh, so someone takes a piece of of the pie. There's one pie for all of us, right? Somebody takes a piece of the pie. And then I thought energetically, another piece is replaced with that piece. So there's always plenty of pie, like just because there's 
eight slices and someone takes seven, then automatically when one's taken, the universe replaces that. And so the pie is always being replenished. That was kind of how I took it as well. Of yeah. Like, I mean, that's probably the more accurate metaphor. Um, but I think the pro I, what I like about when she said everybody has their own pie is I think just mentally for me, it helps me get out of the what I've been programmed with, what our society and culture tell us all the time, which is, yes, there's one pie, but it's limited. It doesn't get replenished and you better run and get yeah, yeah, as big yeah. a piece as you can, because if you don't get it. And that's scarcity mentality. That is deprivation mentality. That's, I feel like and the universe is infinite. Yeah. I feel like most people associate the big pie metaphor with scarcity and the, the, you have your own pie for me helps me go, Oh, I don't have to worry about the big scarcity pie for everybody. <laughs> I and, have my own. Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. We're going to make people really hungry when they listen to this. <laughs> Bless you. Or they're definitely going to want to go somewhere and get pie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then also someone can be like, even if with their own pie, and they're like, well, I've already had this thing great and this thing great and this thing great. All those pieces are taken out. Oh my God, I only have two pieces left. Yeah. And then that's it. And I'm like 40 and I still have another 40 years to go. And it's right. like, no, even when you take a piece, the universe is replacing it and replacing it. There's always more. And I mean, there's so many examples of this. I mean, we could, we could do a three hour episode on this, but, um, okay, let's one thing. <laughs> I, let's not, uh, one thing <laughs> I definitely still struggle with. And I think a lot of people can relate to is um, like if you're in a relationship and it ends, mm, that, yeah, that's a good like one. There's a thought that gets passed around of like, I'll never find love again. I know. Yeah. Ridiculous thing on earth because there's literally like 7 billion people on the planet and like half of them are single, you know, it's like, yeah. are you serious? Like, what are you talking about? Like humans are naturally attracted to each other. Like sexual and romantic attraction is like one of the most natural things in the world. Like if you're just out around meeting people, but it's one of those things where like, you can feel like if you had something so special with someone that that was your piece of the pie and yeah, now that, could that piece of pie is gone, there's no more pie left and you're yeah. out, you're done for your yeah. life or whatever. And I literally have heard people say that. I've heard people say to me like, oh, I, you know, I had my one true love. So there's, you know, I don't get, I don't, I'm not going to get a second. One. I think I have that too. Or, or I have this, like when I do meet the man then my next relationship I think I have this fear that it's not going to last very long interesting yeah that is a deprivation a scarcity yeah. and, and it's it's almost like it's so good to be true that well then I can only have it for a little while like yeah. here I was in a marriage you know for a very long time and never thought like oh my god you know it wasn't it wasn't what I really wanted and yet I had it for a really long time and, and not finding anything wrong, very little wrong with that. And yet here to like, you know, I did all this work to be single again. And then, and then have that fear of like, you know, oh, I'm going to get what I want, but then I'm, and I, you know, I said it the other day, I'm like, yeah. And I want to be like Jerry and Esther where they were together like 30 years or whatever. I'm like, yeah, cause I'm 58. So yeah. I call him Ben. If Ben and I are together for 30 years, that'll be awesome. Cause I'll be like, you know, I don't know if I'll meet him when I'm 60, I'll be 90, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think we, I, 
I mean, I hope it's okay. I'm putting myself in with, you know, other, other people uh, in general, but um, I mean, it happens with jobs. Like people will, cause it's, it's that belief that like, we don't deserve another piece of the pie or, or a bigger piece of the pie, right? Like um, people will stay in jobs for a long time and, and be very unhappy and talk to them and you go, well, if you're unhappy with your job, why don't you find another one? And they'll just have this list of like, oh, our industry is like really taking hits where they're yeah. not hiring. Yeah. I mean, I have this benefit here and no other company will have that benefit. You know, I can't get that anywhere else. Or, you know, I've, you know, I'm whatever. I'm in, I'm invested in the, you know, the, the retirement program and it won't be the same anywhere else. And it's like, all of that is just, and, and the thing is, I love when, when Abraham says those things could be true. Those things could be facts but they don't mean what we think they mean. Like they don't mean that therefore there's no pie left for you. Like there's no way you could get this other job. It, I mean, it could, I mean, people can prove things all the time. Like if you want to be whatever, if you want to be, I'm just trying to think of a random profession I can't think of, but if you want to be like a medical lab technician, now you can go on the internet and you can look up like, what is the current hiring rate for lab technicians? Yeah. <laughs> and it could say like, oh, the hiring rate is like, a thousand applications and resumes to every one person yeah, hired. So yeah. the odds are really bad. And it does never talk about the vibrational part of that, right. which even in the jobs, it never talks about the vibrational aspect of the actors who do get the work. Yeah. Or look at these older actors like Kevin Costner and Helen Mirren and um, Harrison Ford, much older actors now. And they are still working there, you know, and it's like what their vibration is that of wanting to work. And so well, they're I, getting these. The story I always think of that is where it was the funny one on, it was on Oprah's soul Sunday show. She had mm -hmm. John Bon Jovi, the rock singer on, mm -hmm. and he told this story of like, literally he was at home in New Jersey one time after many years of being successful, he was out in the driveway of his mansion and he was washing his whatever, his Porsche or his Ferrari or whatever. And his next door neighbor, a guy who had a teenage son came over and told him how happy he was because he just talked his teenage son out of wanting to be a professional bass player. Mm. And John Bon Jovi's like, I'm literally like, I have the cloth on the Ferrari <laughs> that I bought with the money from my and he's telling me that his son shouldn't pursue it because there's no money and it. it was like the most ridiculous uh, but like that's how we think it's like yeah, oh, that well, story yeah i think yeah. the greatest gift a parent can give to a kid is just follow your you know follow your inner guidance because you know we've talked about before sammy davis jr one of the most famous singers in the world didn't want to be a singer when he grew up you know? <laughs> like he had to come to terms with that later he, he got an appreciation for it but he didn't want to be he he, he felt like he was being forced to be yeah. a singer you know something that he didn't um, want to do i mean it can go the other way too like yeah. like the most important thing is not to look at the odds or yeah. what's safe or what's so whatever, that is something that feels right yeah, and that's something that in that video I sent you, Abraham was talking about, is that anything that is manifested is old news. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? Like, yeah. drop the mic, because so many of us, you know, we talked about this in last week's episode about how um, we are so hooked on appearances yeah. and what I, you know, like this pencil is right here. And yeah. so therefore it exists because I can see it. 
Right. And Abraham saying anything that is manifested is old news. And what's real, what the reality is, is what's in my vibrational escrow. That is who we really are. That blew my mind because I am so, I've been so trained to believe in here's this blue towel. It exists. Unless I'm always going to have this blue towel. And there is a purple towel in my future. I don't even know it because I can't see it, but it's, it's, you know, this blue towel is, I remember when I wanted blue towels because I love this color, Um, but this is old news. Yeah. And that purple towel is, you know, my vibrational reality and, and whatever else it may be. I'm just using that because it was in front of me, but um, it's funny too, how our culture something to wrap around our brains like what it's always funny to me how our media and our culture they like when um like this is the thing about being a musician drives me crazy um like when people do like a feature on a on a on a famous band or like you see a documentary about a famous band what they what the they love to uh do is show show interviews with people who say well i was there you know, when they were playing for 20 people, you know, they just started out. And the minute I saw them, I knew, I just knew they were going to be huge. Because the reason that drives me crazy is because it's 2020, you know, it's, it's looking back. So in hindsight, it's like, well, of course, you know, because now we know they're huge. Of course, when you saw them and you had that feeling, you know, it would, you know, oh, of course, they must, they must have been destined to be that the entire time. There was never any doubt. No, but have you ever had that feeling where you've seen someone? I that was The thing is, I think the feeling is a good thing and is real. The problem is how people use that story afterwards to, to do the negative, which is, oh, well, I really love this thing, but because we we're not having that kind of an experience then i guess it won't work out in the future you know Mm -hmm. it's like well some some other person isn't watching me and saying oh they're going to be huge so i guess i'm not going to be huge and it's like that's that's tracking the wrong thing from that story the tracking should be internally do you feel good about what you're doing like are you having fun are you enjoying something you want to do if you if you're following that you're good no matter what anybody says about you. Yeah, I know, what, right? That inner compass. Yeah. People um, and inner, myself, guidance. we have so much fear that we won't get what we want, yeah. that we're looking for these indicators. And so often that story gets flipped around of like, oh, well, you know, the only people that get to be famous musicians are people, these chosen few who yeah. you, know, you can yeah. see it in their first show. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, and, and the other thing is, is like, the extrapolation there isn't true either because there's plenty of bands who were terrible for their first year or two. There's a lot of actors and musicians who are not very talented and they are famous. (laughs) So it has nothing to do with talent. (laughs) It really, that's, that's, I mean, I think the thing is, is like we get so caught up in, and it's our brains and our negative beliefs and, you know, all this stuff that we were raised with that caused this, but we get caught up in like, well, I'm going to check in with this external information about whether it's okay to do what I'm doing or whether the, whether what I'm going to do is going to work out well. And it's like, as much as I can today, and it's, it's a lifelong process. I just try to keep practicing, like check out of that and just be like, everything in my life always works out for me. 
everything. I love that one. Yeah. Things are always working out for me. Things are always working out for me. And then I, you know, talking about physical appearances, I remember years ago, I had made the decision I wanted to buy myself a gemstone ring. And so I, I had seen something at, I think it was JC Penny or whatever, I was looking in their jewelry section. I'm like, oh, it was multicolored. And I'm like, oh, and then I'm like, oh, I can go to the jewelry building. There's this six story building downtown. And I went and I was looking around at all the gemstones. And one of the jewelers said, I was describing the one ring that I'd loved at JC Penny. And they're like, oh, that's not a real gemstone. They're like, they just put this coating over it to give it that multicolor. I was devastated because I really wanted that ring, but I wanted to go to the jewelry exchange to get it for less. And I walked away and I was so bummed and I was, I was super disappointed. I'm like, I'm not going to have that ring. It's not real. I'm never going to get what I want, blah, 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 blah. And I think it was maybe six months later, I was with a friend and we walked into this thrift store and I'm looking at the case and I see this ring, it's purple. And I'm like, I'll go. I asked the woman behind the counter, I go, can I see that? And she goes, sure. And as she's handing it to me, I go, how much is it? And she said, $5. And I put it on, it's an amethyst ring. And it's the band is looks very kind of um, antique. And I, I show my it fits and I show my friend and she goes, that's real. She goes, my dad was a jeweler. She's like, that's real. And I and the woman here is behind the counter. And I said, I'm going to take this. I go, you said five dollars. Right. And the woman kind of has this like awful <laughs> feeling across her face. And I hand the woman five dollars and I, I put it on and I'm like, I literally got the essence of what I wanted. Because I originally thought I was going to have to pay $150 for what I wanted. I paid $5 for this and I got what I wanted. And so it was really a, a great example of just because something looks like we're not going to have it or we really wanted that thing and we didn't, that we'll never get it. And that was a prime example of like, no, you're, you're going to get what you want. It's just going to maybe look differently. And um, I had no resistance that day. Same thing happened when I bought my first MacBook Air. It was used on eBay. I bid on it. It had so many things I wanted and I didn't get it. I was devastated. And like two months later, I got an even better MacBook Air. It was even better price, better everything. And it was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we're going all over the place as usual, but it's a lot of really good points. Um, that just sort of evokes for me the whole thing about avoiding the hows. Like, don't put conditions on the universe of how what you want can show up. It's like the, the more room you give the universe, like, the easier it will come, you know. But if you tell the universe, like, I need to have this car and it, you know, it has to happen on this day and I have to pay this price for it. And, you know, this dealership has to have, you know, if you're if you're attached to all these conditions, you're limiting the universe so much, it's going to make it all the more hard for it to get sent to you. The more you can just be like, this is what I want. And I don't care how it comes. And I don't care when and I don't care who brings it, whatever, like that, the then you're just giving the universe like what it loves, which is like, oh, I'm going to give it to you in this really surprising full rain to deliver it to you yeah. in any way it's possible. Like, cooler. I mean, the thing is, it's like you go to the like, let's say we replay that story and change some details. So you go to the first store and it, and it isn't fake. It is real. And it's like really expensive. But then you go to the jewelry exchange, you pay $150 and you get the ring. Well, you got what you wanted. That's really cool. You're probably going to be happy, you know, because you planned on that and it worked out yeah. the way you thought. Yeah. The story of how you actually got it, not let's set aside <laughs> the fact you saved $145, which is pretty nice. Yeah, like just the way that it came about and you found yeah. it is so magical and interesting and fun. Yeah. It's like, let's 
it's like, dude, let the universe do that. I mean, it's, you know, okay. If you want to set all the conditions and try to force that into happening, good luck. Even if you pull it off, it's not going to be as enjoyable, but if you can just give the universe free reign, like just sit back and prepare to be dazzled, you know? Oh, I love that. Sit back. And, that's got to be one of our titles. <laughs> but it's so like, I, I remember growing up and I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to be critical of anyone, but I mean, I know that some of it came from a good place. You know, some of it, some of this, you know, some things that people said to me, adults said to me when I was a kid, you know, I know some of it was because they cared about me. They wanted me to be okay. They were concerned, Absolutely. concerned about my well-being and everything but it's also there is this this element of fear of like being afraid that my life wouldn't work out or being afraid that something bad would happen to me and so they would say they would kind of grill me sometimes i would i remember getting grilled a lot as a kid like when i would if i wanted something or i had an idea about my future like these adults would grill me about like well how do you know and like how do you think it's going to happen and like what are you going to do to blah 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 and I'm like, man, like, we just really be great if we'd stop doing that to each other, whether it's adults, kids, whatever. I feel well, like to ourselves. I think I kind of do that too. Oh, Cause I'm like, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I would love to keep, there's a part of me that would love to keep Nimbles, at least keep him in my life. So I can see him regularly. Like I have been. And yeah. I'm like, how, how, but how, I don't know how, like Steph, tell me how, like, the, because you don't know how it's not possible. And it's like, yeah. that's not true. I don't know how about a lot of things and they still happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, and I don't, I, I know people tend to glorify uh, Steve Jobs a lot and ignore some of the more difficult parts of his life and <laughs> his abuse of his workers and things. And, you know, but um, that was real. And I don't want to skip over that. But I mean, I think that's the thing when I hear his story about, you know, the iPod and the iPhone and things like that, like, and the Macintosh originally, like the, the the good part of that story that I think is helpful for me to borrow from is like, he didn't know how the Mac was gonna be made. He didn't mm. know how the iPod was gonna happen. He didn't know how uh, the iPhone was gonna happen. Mm. Bill Burr, the comedian has a really great um, comedy routine that's on YouTube about how he thinks Steve Jobs just didn't do anything. Cause he, <laughs> like Steve Jobs just walked into rooms where engineers were and said, build me this thing, right now, you know, he didn't really do anything. But, um, and then there's some truth to that, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, the thing, part, part of it is, is like, um, I think the thing about Steve Jobs story in particular is you've got to have like the, the belief in the possibility of something yeah. happening because otherwise people will tell you it's not going to happen. Like yeah. everywhere, Steve Jobs and, and Steve Wozniak, the other, the number two at Apple for a long time that founded it with him they literally like they were told by um electronics experts throughout the country like high level executives at places you know big big name companies no one is ever gonna want a computer in their home ever yeah. like you guys are insane and you need to stop and get like a real job yeah. and do something with a with statistically successful future yeah. and they were literally like steve jobs and steve wozniak were literally like branded as kooks in the field of electronics for a long time because they had this mm -hmm. idea of like computers in people's homes and it's mm -hmm. like you think about how ridiculous that is right now it's like we yeah. can't do anything in this world i know i know our max and our and to have one in our hands yeah and it's yeah. like and we just take it for granted now like of course but that's the thing it's like don't track the house don't track 
statistics don't track what other people tell you or you know that's just track how does it feel to me you know yeah and know that anything that is manifested is old news yeah and that what you want is even though we can't see it and touch it it exists it exists it's there it's coming yeah great discussion this is a fun episode um thank you so much for joining us we're so happy you did uh, listening to us or watching us today uh, remember that right now we're posting a brand new episode for you every single monday morning we truly appreciate you doing whatever your platform allows you to do to support the podcast um uh, all our social media links and our email address is down in the doodly do and the youtube video version below we wish you a happy and abundant week and we look forward to you joining us again on the next awesome episode of co-creation station bye everybody bye